everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha, Kevin O'Rourke. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Doing great, Andy. How about you? Uh, doing pretty good. Although, you know, I do want to just very quickly uh, say something. It's got nothing to do with Zelda. It's got nothing to do uh, with anything that we talk about on the show here, really. But um, thoughts to, to Kobe Bryant's family. Uh, I think we all heard that news today. It was pretty messed up. He was, uh, I played basketball growing up, and uh, like he was the man, you know, to me, the way that he played ball. So uh, just learning of that today and, and the passing of his young daughter and another young teammate is uh, is quite sad. So just wanted to, to give a special uh, shout-out to one of the greatest of all time, I think, for, for basketball. Uh, I don't know if we have any other basketball fans or anything but uh something that i did want to say um other than that uh sad piece of news uh, i'm doing pretty good today excited to talk about the legend of zelda twilight princess uh, and we are gonna do a deep deep dive into everything twilight princess today of course we are doing this in response to a new youtube series that uh the hyrule compendium has launched over on zelda dungeons youtube channel where they definitively rank a Zelda game per month, based off of 10 different criteria, um, those being the world, the art style, the story, the pacing, the gameplay slash combat, the items or abilities, the dungeons, the bosses, the side content, and the music. So we are going to be basically doing our own Champions Cast take on their official ranking. And uh, rumor has it, actually, that you will be able to listen to the full hour of their definitive ranking of Twilight Princess on Podbean as a special download episode that I will be releasing in tandem with our own episode. So I guess without further ado here, are you guys ready to to really get into the weeds talking about Twilight Princess here? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. The name of the game is one out of five, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, we've been a little bit critical of Twilight Princess before on this show. I know that I have myself. We're going to go into this with, uh, with an open mind. We're going to, you know, we're going to say what it doesn't do well, but we are also going to point out the things that Twilight Princess does exceptionally well. And there are a bunch of things that I think that this game really does do exceptionally well. So I guess let's just, uh, let's just get right to business this week and get into it. Let's start off with our first category, and that is ranking the world. So we are going to be ranking them on a scale of one to five. Uh, five being really good, one being it sucks. So somewhere <laughs> in between there is, yeah, somewhere between is is probably the right answer for a lot of uh, Twilight Princess. But let's get going here. Um, let's talk about the world of Twilight Princess. Now, the way that we did this is basically... Moss and Goo of Hyrule Compendium did a poll of the Zelda Dungeon staff and of the general Zelda Dungeon community. And so we have four rankings, Moss, Goo's, the staff, and then the community. And we've kind of got an average out score based off that. So our average score for the world was a 2.8 out of 5. What do you guys think, Allison? Maybe let's start with you. What is your opinion of the world of Twilight Princess? Well, for me, like, the average of 2.8 kind of seems a little high. I gave it a 2. Like, it's fair. 
It's not, it's not anything to write home about. It's, you know, you kind of, you kind of get to do this cool thing where you connect the map. And I think that's the most interesting thing about it. Like the more places you explore, the more you get to kind of connect it and see the whole world as it is. But other than that, it's, it's, it's all right. Kevin, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think the world as a whole, like, rating it out of five, um, I was putting it as more of a three. I think it's got a lot going for it. Um, it's a pretty big world. I think a lot of people say that Twilight Princess feels very empty. But if you go around the world, and you go through all the dungeons, and play the game through, like, to its completion, there's a ton of stuff that you can go to explore in this world. I think it's got some of that going for it. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, like, I I ranked it a two, and my rationale is, um, you, you start, like, at the end of the game, if you, the way that Allison kind of mentioned how the world is interconnected, I like that, but it just, to me, feels like, at the very beginning of the game, like, and it's funny because people always kind of uh, lambast Skyward Sword for being a very, quote, linear game. But when you start off Twilight Princess and you go through Ordon and then you go through the woods and then you get to Hyrule Field, you really, you have one path that you can take because everything else is blocked off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, you basically have to go straight into a line, uh, you know, right through there, right to Kakariko. Um, like the game opens up a little bit more towards the end where you can, you know, remove some of the obstacles and start connecting that, that world. But, um, at the same time, I feel like, so I feel like let's use Ocarina of Time as a comparison and Hyrule Field. And I think that Moss kind of said something similar to this when he was giving his, uh, ranking for this. However... Hyrule Field is like it's it's small but everything in there feels like it plays like uh, a role or like has a function you you can go to Hyrule Field and you can either go to like Hylia you can go to Gerudo Valley you can go to the castle like it just it feels like even though it's small everything is like everything has a function or a purpose Twilight Princess to me the world just feels big for big's sake if, if that makes sense like they made it they basically took Hyrule Field from Ocarina of Time they made it like five times the size but they didn't they didn't do anything with that space like it's just there so it just takes you longer to get from point A to point B instead of like it actually serving like a function like there's not to me it just feels like there's not anywhere that is like especially like it, it just doesn't justify all that space is i guess what i'm trying to say um it's very it's very big for for big sake that's the best way i can put it and and I, maybe that sounds weird um i really and, and let's flip it on to the other side of this i don't like any of the twilight sections of the world um and that's maybe more so pacing and art style but like to me i like i didn't like that at all i think that you know, there are some good, you know, there are some pretty cool um, spots in this game. Like, I think Zora's Domain is one of my more favorite versions of Zora's Domain. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, on the whole, it's it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like 
it's it's bigger than it needs to be. Like it's it's kind of like kind of like Skyward Sword. No, well, because like in Skyward Sword, at least you have you you have like the sky, which is like your hub. But then you you get to the worlds, like the like Lanayru and and Elden and stuff like that. And at least those kind of feel to me a little bit more self contained. Um, but it feels almost like to me like like imagine that you had to traverse the sky in Skyward Sword like as often as you have to traverse the overworld in, in Twilight Princess, and that's kind of the same vibe that I get from the overworld of Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it feels it just it feels charmless and a little bit empty to me, which is funny because I know that like you know I I'll admit that it, I feel the same way about the sky in Skyward Sword. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Something about the overworld just really doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah, it's it's a two for me, you know. And I and I give it a two because there are some areas in here that that I do think are pretty cool. Like I said, Lake Hylia, um, I think Snow Peak is pretty awesome, or the the road to get to Snow Peak. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, before that, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of the overworld of Twilight Princess. I kind of get what you're saying. It what you're like how you explained that made me think of Breath of the Wild, how Breath of the Wild is so big, but there's like there's things to see and things to do in almost right. every area of Breath of the Wild whereas Twilight Princess there just isn't. It's just big and like they even wanted the world of, of Breath of the Wild just tells you a story with all like the like the ancient ruins or there's like dragons flying in the sky or there's mm-hmm. there's just like lots of stuff, there's shrines everywhere, like there's lots of stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Twilight Princess, I, I just don't really get that. There's like, there's a couple random caves here and there, but I've like, I'm sure there's probably more caves in Twilight Princess than there were in Ocarina of Time in Hyrule Field. But to me, it's just like, it feels like the same thing, but just spread out over like a bigger space, a bigger space. Yeah. The, the famous kind of Bilbo Baggins line, like, like butter scraped over too much bread. Like that's basically <laughs> Twilight Princess's overworld right there. Yeah. I get you. Oh, Bilbo Spiteri. <laughs> that hobbit. Um, so let's let's just... We're not going to, I think, break down our scores and everything like no. that. We'll just assign number scores. So a 2, a 2, and a 3. Um, let's talk about the art style. I'm going to go first because everybody knows. Uh, oh, oh here's, a here's a 1-er. <laughs> here's, here's a hot 5. <laughs> so before the show... Allison and I were chatting, and I was like, "Allison, are we allowed to give zeros? Oh, woof! <laughs> and she told me no, so it's a one. I, God, that's ugly. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. It's it's ugly. God, it's so ugly. Everyone is ugly. The it's dark, it's murky, it's charmless, it's ugly, <laughs> ugly. I hate it. Everybody looks deformed and weird. And look at Colin." Look at that kid. Ugly. <laughs> oh, brother. Hey, you God. know, they did a pretty good job on those sheep. The sheep. <laughs> That's a quality, goats, my friend. quality models <laughs> on those sheep sows. Oh, my. Yeah, I, you know, Ganondorf looks cool. Ganondorf does look Zant cool. looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. There's some Ugly. cool design in this game. There's a lot of cool characters that have got a lot going on. It's like uh, Ocarina of Time bumped up a little bit, but 
I don't think Twilight Princess has aged too well. There's some cool design here, but I, I just don't think it has aged quite well. And you look at games that have done it better with the style, like Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. I gotta throw a twofer here. I think I was nicer than both of you on this. Um, I gave it a three. I kind of put it in the oh middle. Oh my god. Ooh, one, two, three. Here's my reasoning, okay? I think that... You give that a three out got... of five? Yeah, because it's good. It's not great. It's just good. Like, we got an art style that was kind of gritty and edgy, and I think it was something that at the time the Legend of Zelda series needed. I think some of the character designs are really cool, like Rotella. I think she's really awesome looking. Um, however, I've been playing it for the last few days, and if you look really closely at anybody, everything about them looks flat. <laughs> like, they have shape for their bodies, but anything on them, their clothes, their jewelry, their eyebrows, their eyes, is just flat on, a, like, a flat 2D surface. I 100% agree. 100% agree with you. I feel like that is you. so weird looking. You look at the postman, and it's like his, his face is made of these, like, like flat polygons. It's, 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 it's awful. It's terrible. I think, yeah, I think if they had more shape, like the characters and the... Um, I, and another thing that I gave it a higher score for was because of the enemies and the bosses looked really cool. But... If you gave the characters a little more shape and items and things and boxes and buildings, just some more oomph in them, and I felt like they could have done that with the with the, the HD remake, I feel like it would have gotten a higher score. So, I guess to be a little bit fair to the game, we're talking, talking Twilight Princess HD because this game is a GameCube game, which if we look back on the years, this is like, what, 2004? No, this is 2006, 2006, and I don't accept that answer. No, I don't accept that. You look at Wind Waker, that is a timeless art style. You can play Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, A Link to the Past. The art style holds up. You play this game, it is fugly, it's dark, it's, it's <laughs> demented. That's a fugly out of five. <laughs> I, I, like, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for this game to look as mangled as it does. I think, like... Every character model looks terrible to me, except for the, the like the Ganondorf and Zant. Maybe some, maybe maybe some of the Zoras. I'll give you some of the Zoras. I you know oh, what? This, don't be, this don't game, be dissing Yeto. This game oh my God. is a, a, a knee jerk reaction to everybody that whined about the Wind Waker, and usually Nintendo doesn't do this. They don't give in to like fan outcries, but it's a knee jerk reaction. It it hasn't aged very well because of that. It's it was trying too hard to be edgy and gritty and dark, and it just doesn't doesn't click for for this podcaster right here. They should have just given uh, Link a gun, told him to go nuts. Gun out of five. Like actually, that wouldn't be out of place in this game. Am I the only one who thinks that the HD remake didn't do anything for the art style? Like, all it did for me was make the Twilight Realms bleh, sorry, less glaringly bright. I I think that this this game the the HD remake made it like it brighter in the uh, in the real world. I guess. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I don't I don't remember it being super bright in the Twilight Realm, but I'll I'll take your word for that. It's been a while since I played the original version. It was it was kind of like a fuzzy bright, like it was just out of focus, and now it's a little more in focus. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But if we're going to say that we're talking about the HD one, I feel like the HD one didn't really do anything other than put it on a port to a new console. Yeah, pretty much. And I can't wait for it to come out on the Switch. <laughs> I, you know, and I, and I hope it does. I, I really hope that it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, ugly. Ugly. Like, look at the Gorons. Flat. Look at their, look at their Goron nipples. Ugly. <laughs> Oh god, Ugly. nip out of five. Oh man. Let's move what? on. Yeah, speaking uh, of Goron nipples, let's move on. Let's talk about the Grimini. story of Twilight Princess. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys think because um, I think that this is a game where if you, in order to connect with the story, I feel like you really have to connect with the character of Midda. And if you don't, then the story is oh, not very good. Oh boy, should I start? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, go for it. Go, I don't. I love Minda. She's cool, but man, oh man, do I not know what's going on with the story of this game? <laughs> um, and that might just be because like you can skip the cutscenes, and maybe I haven't cared as much about it over the past, you know, so many years. But I just don't know what's going on with the story and the characters, like. What is the name of Link's gaggle of his troop of folks that run around the world? Can you name me like three of those characters? Not Telma. Uh, you got Shad. Birdman. You got Birdman, the rapper. Yeah. You got the cannon. You got the cannon. Uh, you got. Uh, yeah, that guy. You got Colin's dad. Colin's dad. Does Russell. he hang out with Pamela's father? I bet you he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, case in point. Like, you don't know who these people are. Like, Shad, I think, is the guy with the rocket launcher. You, you meet him no. at the top of... I think it's Wes, maybe? You meet him at the Who's top the... of the tower? No, no, no. Shad is the jabroni that tries to get the uh, the cannon to City in the Sky working, and he can't do it. Okay. Um, I just don't know these people. Um, And they should be a big part of the story for me, but I just don't know them. Um, I love the Minna character. She's cool. She has some good progression, more so than Link. Um, but even, like, Zelda in this game, like, it sucks when you have a Zelda game where she could barely get top billing as a character in it. Um, I, I don't know what she's doing here. Um, she's, she's given up her earthly form to help Midna or something. I don't know. Yeah, or something. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm giving this a twofer. I like Allison a lot of the characters this. here, but Allison, defend just bury this. me, please. I don't know if I can really defend it. Um, I gave it a three because I, I just felt oh, like a three. very middle ground kind of story. Um, First of all, poor Shad. <laughs> Everybody like digs on Shad, and the only thing that I feel bad about that is my brother's name is Shad. So I'm like, don't be, don't be talking mad, like mad. Uh, don't be talking mad, Shad. Don't be Shad. mad, Shad. <laughs> Anyways, um, beyond that, I get what you're saying that you don't really know very many of the other characters. You don't get to know them like you do in like Skyward Sword or Breath of the Wild, you know. So yes. 
there there's not a whole lot going Shoot, for it there. And I agree Skyward with Sword. the fact that the only real story is with Midna. Like she that's she's the story. And so if you don't really bond with her that well, then you're not really going to like the story. And I think she's okay. I honestly don't understand the big hype about her. I don't think her her character arc, her progression is as great as I've seen from other Zelda characters in the in the series. She's okay. I think what makes her better is probably Zelda giving her all her strength and like half of her soul or whatever happens with that. And that's what makes her more likable. <laughs> it's like Midna is the Captain Planet of Twilight Princess. Sure. She's leeching off Zelda's ring. <laughs> yep, I'm going to make it three twos. Um, I just, I don't like Midna really at all. I just found her obnoxious. I felt like her, her character change wasn't earned after like Zelda sacrificed herself. And like, I thought that that was like, that was a, a lame moment. Cause you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, Zelda's gone for now, but obviously she's coming back. So like that held no weight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that the four, uh, I, I want to call them champions, whoever they were, the, the Knights of, of Hyrule, they That's could have cool been cool, name. but I, I don't think that they were. I think that they were uh, underutilized, I guess would be polite, a polite way of saying it. Um, I, my, my bigger gripes with the story, aside from not liking Midna, cause that kind of did it in for me, but like you look at the character of Ilya I, I think that she's oh, the worst don't even character. Bring Ellie into this. I think she's the worst character in the Legend of Zelda franchise. Oh man. I, I definitively will say on this show, she's the worst character. For for her position in the game as like kind of Link's love interest and a somewhat important character to the game, she is awful. Terrible. Um I you know, I think Xant was really cool, but you know, it does kind of take away from him when you have Ganondorf being like, nope, actually, it was all me. Like, mm-hmm. Sorry. Like, I'm, I'm the actual bad guy. And I love that Ganondorf is in this game. I, right. I love the final fight with him, which we'll get to in a bit. This guy's got no business um, being here, though. But, but yeah, he just, like, him being there really just makes Zant kind of uh, an afterthought. And, and it would have been a cool opportunity if... If maybe after you fight Zant, he could have, I don't know, redeemed himself or or something, helped Midna get her powers back or get the few shadows or, I mean, or something. He kind of does. Doesn't he have like kind of a finishing blow on Ganondorf at the end? You stab him and then and then uh, Zant like cracks his neck. He uh like he Ganondorf gets stabbed right by Link and then and then Zant. You see it like an image of him, and he like cracks his neck, and that's how Gandorf dies. Yeah, but that didn't make sense either, because like, why would he do that? Like, there were no seeds sown to show that dissension between them. You know, Except, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess. but Zant wanted to be unlocked first in Hyrule Warriors. I mean, <laughs> come on, he's playing oh. the long game here. I so and that... then and then you go over to the scene where Midna is using the fused shadows. She is. Uh, uh, fighting Ganondorf, and then Ganondorf like kicks her ass and, and breaks the the helmet, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I like, is she dead? What's going on here? And yeah. then Zelda just comes back as like puppet, even though she was supposed to be like eliminated. I I don't know. I I think that like 
this game again it was trying to be really cool but <laughs> too many uh, inconsistencies yes I, I think that there is too much going on there is too many characters it should have been about the relationship between Zant and Midna as like your main protagonist I guess mm-hmm. um, you know Ganondorf was awesome I don't know that they needed Ganondorf in this game but there you know there was the, I, I will say the thing that I did like about the story in this game that was a really cool scene where you know, Ganondorf is being executed. Like that was. Oh, that was pretty oh, yeah. epic. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool scenes too, like Midna climbing up the tower, or that like giant pyramid over the castle. I should say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know what scene sticks out like a sore thumb to me is the scene with all like the dark links. Yes. Ilya with the knife. That that was so lame. Oh, I thought that was cool. I what was cool, was cool about it? Eyeballs rolling back and. Link it was snaring. It was just creepy, and then it wasn't even that creepy. I like, thought it was creepy. That is your 13-year-old cousin wearing a My Chemical Romance t-shirt with eyeliner, <laughs> telling everybody that she has problems and that she, nobody understands her. Get out of here. My cousin Megan is scary, okay? I, like, every, every time I see that, my eyes roll to the back of my head, and I'm like, Jesus Good thing it's a skippable cutscene, right? Yes, it's not. Yes. All right. Well, I, Andy, I will, I will say one thing about the story before we, before we wrap this here, is that I think in the wrestling world this is what we call a dusty finish. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Moving on. Uh, Allison, Allison, you better learn what that means if you're going to be on uh, pro wrestling required viewing. Yes. Oh boy. All right. Let's keep it moving here. Let's go on to the pacing and progression, and um, this is the last one that I promise to dunk on, as harsh as I have been. This is a one for me. I, I think that this is maybe the worst aspect of Twilight Princess, in my opinion. Um, the the tears of light, the Twilight every Twilight Realm I feel like is just a a slog. Um, collecting the tears of light is awful like awful awful um i don't i don't really enjoy like and and actually let's just let's go right back to the beginning because i was about to say i don't enjoy catching fish later in the game to get to you know to snow peak but i don't enjoy catching fish at all in this game like the opening if you've never played twilight princess before and you start the game it probably takes you an hour and a half to get out of ordon yeah that's crazy that's crazy. How not like you have to herd goats. Twice. Twice. Who wants to herd goats even once? Not me. God. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like there is um there's a lot of times in this game where like you kinda start to hit a groove and your momentum stops. And you can you hit a groove, your momentum stops. You know, you're yes. you're gearing up for the final what you think is the final dungeon, and now we gotta go travel the world and uh get the statues so that our our Dominion rod works. Um yeah, there's just uh there's a lot of flaws, I think, in the way that this game progresses. Um I think that you probably could have cut out a dungeon or two and just made it a little yes. bit more to the point i appreciate the dungeons in this game but i think that maybe some of the yeah, in-betweener so, so I, stuff but... here could have been yeah 
uh, I don't know the right word for it. I don't want to say trimmed or cut out, but like tailored a little bit better. Maybe condensed. Yeah. It could be cut out. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a ton of dungeons in this game, and that's awesome. There, there's some pretty good ones too. Yeah, and and I agree. I think the dungeons are great, and we'll get to those. Yeah, we'll get to those in um, a bit. But the progression and pacing. Whoa, uh, yeah, like, like everything in between those dungeons to me feels. Uh, I don't know. It do, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel great. I don't think to get from one dungeon to the next. Like in between, like whenever you have to do Tears of Light, I just shudder at that. Like I. I <laughs> just hate it. Lake Hylia, especially um, in the original, is a little yeah uh, boresome. Yeah, it's that that one is extremely, extremely hard. Um, especially if you miss one kind of along the way on your path and you have to double back and go yeah, um, up the bird, Kargarok. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that the uh, the Tears of Light, yeah, with the, what's a flying bird? The I think he's a Kargarok. I might be wrong. Yeah, that, that sounds right. <laughs> let's call him Birdo. That to, that to me was Birdo, Birdo. was was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's just like the little things in between the dungeons, so um, it's a one for me. What do you guys think? Oh, it's a oneer for sure. I'm gonna say two, and I have only one reason that I gave it the extra point. Okay. First, everything that you said, Andy, I was like completely on board with. I'm like, yes, I understand what you're saying because that's how I feel too. The first three dungeons takes so long to finish, and that's for anybody playing, not just me playing. If you've been, if any of you have heard about me playing this game recently, I've been taking forever. But it just takes so long to get through the the um, connect or collecting the light and um, going through all these portions of Twilight. And then you get to the middle portion, the middle three dungeons, and I'll probably talk about this more later, but I think that's the strongest portion of the game, is those middle three dungeons, because the pacing and the progression from getting to those three and completing those three is so much quicker than the first three dungeons. And then the last portion of the game is hella long too. So the only saving grace for the pacing, in my opinion, is those middle three dungeons. Uh, I, I agree with that. I think from... From Arbiter's Grounds to Snow Peak to... What do you do after that? Temple of Time? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that... Well, actually, let me take that back. I think that from Arbiter to Snow Peak, like, that area is okay. But then, like, you have to do the Lost Woods twice, which sucks. You have to do the puzzle, which sucks. Um, yeah, you know what? I was I was about to agree with you, but I, I take that back. I, just, I don't agree with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Lost Woods second time is that bad. I think it's easier, in my opinion. But, I also am just terrible at Twilight Princess, so that's probably why. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's my reason for giving it a two. All right, so we got a one, a one, and a two. Uh, let's move on, and let's talk about the combat slash gameplay in Twilight Princess. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts, my friend? The combat's cool. Um, you have all those hidden skills. There's tons of cool enemies to fight against. Um, you have a lot of items in the game, too, that can use in combat and outside of combat to kind of like give you the edge um i kind of wish there were some more items that were useful in combat but that being said it's really cool to use like the bomb arrows and the uh the ball and chain in combat and there's a lot of cool enemies especially later in the game that are a lot of fun to fight um i'm giving this a three for three out of five what do you think what do you think Cal? i'm a three also 
um, because of the hidden skills that you get to use. And plus, you get to fight as a wolf, too, which Ooh, I thought yeah. was... I thought that was a really cool, like, little gimmick for the game. The whole wolf thing. So, you can choose to fight as Link. You can choose to fight as a wolf. And um, I like... Like, half of the hidden skills, I think, are really cool, and I try to use them. I just don't have very good timing with any of them. <laughs> and uh, so I, I feel like that made it um, pretty fun. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm right with you guys. I'm a three. I think that, uh, like you said, I enjoy the hidden skills. I, I don't know. I don't love the wolf combat, but it's not terrible by any means. I think that the coolest thing in this game is just being able to fight on horseback, actually. That was, like, that was kind of a cool thing, because you can't really do that in Ocarina of Time. You can shoot arrows, but you can, like, hit people with your sword. Mm. I just remember really enjoying that when this came out, being like, oh, man, this is cool. It reminded me of uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Sounds cool. Yeah, I'm, a, for it, I'm a solid three. Three is all combat, aboard. Uh, solid Yeah, three. combat is good in this game. Um, let's talk about something else that I think is really good in this game, and that's items. Um, I'm going to go first here. I'm going to give the items a four out of five and i know that the uh the common criticism in this game is like you basically only use the items in the dungeon that you find them in but you know what i am okay with that like uh I, it doesn't bother me as much that you don't use the spinner outside of the dungeon that it's in a whole lot i think that the spinner was awesome oh it's so um, cool. just zip zapping around was really cool i think the ball and chain was was a really cool item i really liked the dominion rod actually and i know a lot of people didn't but I liked using that, to, uh, especially in the Temple of Time, to like just bash people with the big hammer that the guy has. You can't see me right now, but I'm mimicking the uh, the hammer bash. Uh, I thought <laughs> that that was really fun. The the claw shots, you know, makes you feel like Spider Man. Um, a lot of really great, a lot of really great items. I think in this game, the only one that is kind of lame, uh, and, and not even kind of lame, but like you start off and you get the slingshot and then the bow and arrow. Those ones are like, eh, but uh, other than that, I think everything was pretty cool. Oh yeah, Andy, I'm with you there. I think the uh, the big downer is the slingshot going to the to the bow. Um, but yeah. I love all the items in this game. Uh, I'm with you there on a four out of five. Um, there's a couple times where I would rather like. There's some instances where I'd rather use the items like a couple more times, but I think that the game does a good job of like. Not only having the items matter in the dungeons, but matter in those like epic moments in the boss fights. Which there are a ton of yes. awesome ones in this game. So like using the spinner against Stal Lord, um, using the Dominion Rod in the who oh boy, I'm gonna blank here on the boss name. Spider boss. Um uh, God, I was about to say Gomar uh, boss or it's like Queen Gomar. Queen Gomar. Gomar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Gomer Gomasaur. Um, <laughs> there, there's some cool items, especially the uh, the Gale Boomerang, which houses the uh, the Goddess of the Winds. Great. I thought yeah. it was just a fairy. Fairy, the Fairy of the Winds. Excuse me, not the Goddess of the Winds. Get your facts straight. Eh. I don't know. I, I love the Fairy of the Winds. She's it. my favorite character in this game. <laughs> She's probably mine too, to be honest. She's pretty good. She's got like one line of dialogue, one and then line. she just. Hangs out in Super Smash Bros. Uh, no, the the monkey is the best character in this game. Oh, Ook. <laughs> uh, whichever one. The, the baboon. The ape. The baboon, not the ape. Fact check me. That's Ook. Whichever one has like the big red butt. That guy's awesome. <laughs> Kevin O'Rook. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that boss. Uh, Al, what's your what's your score? Where do you weigh in on the uh, the items? Um, I said three, but I, the reason being is what you guys said you didn't really have a problem with, but I kind of felt it was that you only really use the items in the dungeons that they're 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 found. I That's think fair. they're really I think they're really cool. Um, but like after the Temple of Time, I find the Dominion Rod really useless. I wish I got more use out of the spinner. I think the spinner's awesome. The spinner's like my favorite weapon in Hyrule Warriors. Oh yeah, and cool. I don't remember the last time I used the sling the slingshot. <laughs> um, but this category was also for items and abilities, so I thought I kind of took the wolf thing in there too, with mm-hmm. the fact that you could transform into a wolf. So I thought that was cool. So I just kind of let it sit in the middle at a three. I, yeah, that's fair. I can I can see that. I didn't really consider the wolf part um, when I was doing that, but if I had, uh, maybe it would have been a three point five. I don't know, but I, I'm going to stick with a four to make up for my multiple rants against this game. Uh, let's move on to another thing that uh, that I think that Twilight Princess does very well: dungeons. Um, does anybody want to take the lead on this, or do you want me to to go first to give you some thoughts? Because I I have some thoughts. Uh, maybe I'll go first so that you guys can give some positive output on them. Oh, I don't yeah. Have oh, All right. Good things to say. Here we go, Allison. <laughs> oh, Andy boy. and I are going to dust out our, um, our dust pans and, and such so that we could dust off this dirt that you're going to bury this game with. <laughs> All right, let's I gave, do it. I gave the dungeons a two. Oof. And I know I've said this so many times, but the dungeons in this game are such a chore. They are not fun. I feel like the first two dungeons are completely forgettable. I like as soon as they're done, I forgot what I even did in them. Lake bed is just gross. And (laughs) (laughs) and like I said, with the pacing portion, I don't like how long it takes to get to them. So I already initially don't like them. I feel like the the middle three dungeons are the strongest out of all of them. Arbiter's Ground is great. Snow Peak is awesome. And I actually didn't really like Snow Peak all that much before, but when I played it yesterday, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I really enjoyed it, except for being murdered by those ice dudes. <laughs> oh, the ones that, like, they, they javelin you and they, yeah, when they're trying to Yeah, they're awful. Oh, those guys are jerks, <laughs> them. yeah. They're hard. Uh, I hate those I, guys. I really like that dungeon now, and I like fly, uh, fighting Blazetta. And then the Temple of Time is just beautiful. Um, I didn't do the Temple of Time right, and I'm pretty sure I made Josh very angry with that. But <laughs> but did I really did you forget the the boss key? No, I didn't. Rachel actually helped me not forget oh, it. But okay, I was okay. doing a lot of stuff that Josh he just gave up on me altogether. <laughs> um, Josh gave up on me years ago. It's okay. Same. <laughs> and um, I don't, but it looks really cool. Like the Temple of Time looks awesome. And I don't mind the progression getting to those, so that made them more enjoyable. But then you've got City in the Sky, which just makes me want to cry. And then oh, you've man, got that's the my favorite. Palace one. of Twilight that just feels like more work to do. And then Hyrule Castle is just standard, so <laughs> two's Kevin, all around. You like City in the Sky because you don't have to play Twilight Princess at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Eh. I guarantee you that's the reason you like City in the Sky. It's cool, man. You're fighting a giant dragon at the top of, like, boom boxes. No, 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 no. That's boss. That's different. The dungeon is not. You get some claw shots. You're hanging on P-hats, Spider-Manning around. (laughs) Kevin. 
I feel like the biggest wall in Twilight Princess is right after Temple of Time, going to get Ilya's memory back and going to get the owl statues and then City in the Sky. That's like the hugest wall you have to climb over to finish yes. this game. Yes, but I see, I would lump that in pacing and progression. Like the dungeon, the dungeon itself, I'm, I'm a little bit more forgiving, but I'd like, I'm just going to go ahead here, actually. Um, go for I gave it. it <laughs> I gave it a four, but I, I would, uh, I if there was 0.5s, I would have given it a 3.5. I agree with you. Um, I think Lake Bed is hot garbage. That is the worst dungeon in this game. For, like for sure um th- it's it's confusing it's not like it's not fun like the water temple in ocarina of time is confusing but like when you kind of know where what like what you're doing where you're going like i think mm-hmm. it's fun there's a lot of fun stuff in that dungeon i i don't there's no redeeming qualities to me for like bed so that's that's a terrible dungeon city in the sky it's great it's it, no it's not, it's probably the second worst for me. Like, it's, it's kind of, like, on one hand, it's kind of good, because it's got this, like, sort of epic feel to it, but, like, it's so long. It's so long. It's, <laughs> it's way longer than it needs to be. But, like, it is kind of cool, like, Spider-Manning around, so, like, I'm, I'm gonna give City in the Sky a little bit of a pass. So we have two kind of stinker dungeons. Um, other than that, I feel like the dungeons in this game are, like, average to awesome i think arbiter's grounds is an awesome dungeon it's kind of like a uh almost like a remix of the forest temple from ocarina of time in a way mm-hmm. and i really like that uh snow peak is incredible that's one of my favorite dungeons actually it's probably one of my favorite dungeons in zelda um the temple of time i know that a lot of people don't like it but i i actually i really enjoy that kind of and that goes back to me liking the dominion rod um i think it's really fun kind of guiding the uh the big dude around and smashing stuff so I, I like that. Goron Mines is, like, it's fun. I would say I I kind of agree with your statement that it's forgettable, in a sense. But, like, it's um, it's fun enough where you have, like, the gimmick of finding the Goron Elders to make the boss key. Um, it's got some kind of cool shootout scenes and stuff like that. The item is a little bit underwhelming, but whatever. Um, and I think that the Forest Temple is it's pretty decent like you've, you've got the gimmick with the monkeys which kind of gets old after a while but it's it's not offensive to me so like um yeah I, I think if i'm being kind i'm just gonna round up and say four you know we have a couple of really awesome dungeons yeah the hyrule castle is great i think that the the twilight palace is that's probably a stinker now that i think about it but <laughs> um yeah i mean it, it, on the whole, I think that the dungeons in here are pretty good. So, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a 4 and be nice. Oh, yeah. I'm in the same boat. Again, 4 out of 5. Like, it, this game has some good dungeons. They're a lot of fun. Um, some of them kind of follow the same theme where there's this, like, big central area and you sort of build around that and solve puzzles, like, from branching pathways through that central room. And I think that works pretty well. Um, there's a lot of dungeons that I like that it seems like you guys don't sort of like, but... I think that's okay. There's a good bunch of dungeons in this game. Um, there's a ton. Way more than I can count on two hands. Um, but some standouts to me are definitely um, Arbiter's Grounds is a lot of fun. Uh, um, I almost called it Yettos. Um, the Snow Peak 
ruins is is awesome. Uh, speaking of Yettos, I will be up there at the Yettos restaurant in six days. A little plug there for some Twilight Princess fans in, in Maine. Um, but man, oh man, City in the Sky is awesome. I don't know how everyone hates it. It's so cool. It's the coolest Skyward Sword temple that isn't Skyward Sword. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just not going to touch that. <laughs> I'll let that one stew and marinate there for a hot moment. Have you ever sat down and played City in the Sky from start to finish in one sitting? Oh, oh hell yeah. Um, I haven't sat down and uh, started the beginning of Twilight Princess and played it for 14 hours on a on a hot couch from beginning to end. You tell me how much you like City in the Sky when you've done that. Yeah. When I'm <laughs> cooking 12 hours in, I'll let you know. But I don't think it would take me that long. We shall see. You, you trying to say something here, Kevin? I'm trying to say, Andy, that I'm throwing down the gauntlet for the 2020 Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Oh, God. Um, I'll see you in the sky. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not for the for both Hopefully of our sanities. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about the bosses of Twilight Princess. I say five, five out of five. I think that Twilight Princess has probably some of the best boss fights consistently in the entire franchise. I feel very comfortable saying that. Um, the Forest Temple boss, whose name is eluding me, is oh, awesome. Goma. No. <laughs> Allison, it's, do you remember his name? It's like, it's a Baba something. I don't know. Goma Baba. Why is it that... he, he looks like Piranha Plant from Super Smash Bros. I don't know why But like is... evil. Andy, if this is a 5 out of 5, you gotta know the boss's names. From Twilight Princess. Yeah. I'm not, it's I'm Baronade. Not but... Baronade. Yeah, okay. Baronade. <laughs> Baronade. So yeah, Baronade is is cool. Um, <laughs> Baragoma. Uh, there you go. Um, Stalord, I think, is probably one of the best fights in the entire series. Like it, it would be between that and uh, um, Kalactus from Skyward Sword. I think for me. Oof. I think like the way that you use a spinner in that fight, and like it, it's just it's so fun. That's that's one of my. Like, the, the funnest boss fights that I can think of in the series. Um, I think that Blizzetta is awesome. Blizzetta I think that the fight with Xant is awesome. Um, man, the the uh, the fight with Ganondorf at the end, like, the four-part fight where you got to fight Dark Zelda, Beast Ganon, Horseback, and then the, the, the final epic uh, conclusion to that. Like, that's, that's good stuff right there. Um, yeah, I, I feel... Uh, I'm not going to go through every boss. I think that all of them are awesome. I think the mini-bosses are awesome. So, yeah, I, I think that this is Twilight Princess's strongest suit right here, is the boss fights. Five out of five. That's a hot take. Um, I, I'm going to say a four out of five here for the bosses. There's a couple that are... Uh, they're all really cool. There's some epic set pieces. Uh, definitely when you start the game off against uh, Diababa there you go. in Forest Temple. I was I was really stewing on that for you. It's the, I actually I just looked. It it's up not Baronade. No, I know it was Diababa. That's what was really fun. Um, <laughs> Baronade. Baronade. A little more feel. 
Um, there are some epic boss fights um, and some really cool chambers. They're a lot of fun. You get to use the items against them. Uh, there's a few standouts here that are like... They're not the greatest fights in the world. Um, the bosses are epic, but like, yeah, if you fight, uh, I want to say, Darbus in Goron Mines, um, and fighting like Zant's fight is Ite. But uh, most of these fights are like incredibly, incredibly epic. Um, I love them in this game, but I can't find them to be a 5 out of 5. I think they're really, really cool. I want to say they're a 5 out of 5, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on this four here. There's just something that doesn't peak them over that five. What do you think, Al? Um, I said four also, and I I would have given it a, them a five out of five because they're all really epic bosses. But I feel like they didn't have enough of a challenge. Maybe like once you figure them out, they're pretty easy and pretty quick to take down. Um, I really liked fighting Darbus in uh, the Goron Mines. He's one of my favorites. And then Solord and Blazetta, of course. Um, by the way, the spider's name is Armagoma. Armagoma, yes. Armagoma. There we go. We're, we're all just... Every boss is Goma, if you try hard enough. Every boss is Goma and Barry. <laughs> they all got eyeballs. Um, Argorok is a lot of fun uh, and kind of challenging, I guess. So he he's pretty good. And then... I like the what I feel like the most epic battles were though were the fighting beast Ganon and Ganondorf at the end. I think those are what bumped them up to a four for me from a three. But I, I don't know if they. I feel like if you had a little bit more, like a tougher time with them, and more of a challenge and more of a like take longer to fight them, then it might have been a five. But once you figure them out, they're pretty quick. You know, that's fair. I, I would almost argue, though, you could say that about the, the Zelda series as a whole. Like, all the bosses. Like when, when, I mean, once you figure out, you know, what you gotta do, they're... They, I don't think that Zelda is, like, a challenging series, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you know... Like, if you kind of, like, are familiar with the the Zelda language, if, if you know what I mean, like... Mm -hmm you you know kind of what to look for you probably know that you're gonna have to hit him in at three three different times um you can you can usually expect that to be not like super challenging but i appreciate that um that's still uh, probably the highest ranked category that we've given twilight princess so far so i mean that's good yeah that's fair let's move on and let's talk about the side content and extras of this game um allison what did you uh what did you rate the side content one ouch <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh here lies uh, <laughs> the side content and extras buried by allison <laughs> well you've got games like now i'm gonna say the name and everybody's gonna make fun of me for how i say it majeure's mask that has probably the most epic side content of the entire series and then you have Twilight Princess, and it's just as bad as its world. It's, like, big, and there's barely anything to do in it. You don't really get to know any of the characters, the side characters. Um, the mini-games are forgettable. I don't know most of them. I know I've done all of them, but that doesn't mean I remember any of them. And it was just, like, I don't know. There's just not a whole lot to the side of the story. 
I feel that. Yeah. I, I was a little bit more generous. I gave it a two. I can't think of... I can't think of any side quests other than collecting bugs. Right. Like, oh, like, I really, I really can't. Uh, yeah, okay. Postals, okay. Um, eh. Yeah. Finding like, Koroks that... is more than finding postals. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, to me, it, when I was thinking, I was like, what do you do in this game other than find bugs? And I couldn't <laughs> think of anything. And, uh, you know, you said postals. That's one thing that you do. But, like, the fact that you can't even think of that, where... I'm going to go, and I keep using Ocarina of Time as, like, uh, a reference here, but, like, in Ocarina of Time, you can do the Gerudo training grounds. Oh, yeah, upgraded quivers and stuff. Yeah, you can collect heart pieces in every game. You could do the mask side quests. You can do, like, there's just, like, there's a lot of stuff that, that you can do, and you don't have to do a lot of it. Um, whereas Twilight Princess, I feel like a lot of the stuff that is included as like main in-game story progression progression stuff feels like side content added to the main game to pad it out if that makes sense but like the the main quest didn't need padding out because it's overly long and it's overly like plotting um yeah so i i don't know i i ranked it a 2 just cuz you know i i do remember having some fun times collecting bugs and getting excited when I saw like a yellow bug at nighttime, mm-hmm. I, I can't rank it any higher than that. Kevin, what do you think? I give it a two out of five, and I love collecting the Koroks. I mean, uh, the pose are cool, the bugs are cool, <laughs> um, but really, two out of five is is known for two words here, and those two words are roll goal. Oh, gross! Roll goal, baby. No. Uh, roll goal is just awful. Um. I don't think anyone likes Roll Goal. There's just some no. there's some fun times here to be had in Twilight Princess. Um, you have the areas where you're uh, riding in the Kargorok um, that are kind of fun. It's like a Star Fox sort of mission. Um, you have some fun side games like you're flying around on the on the Kuko. Um, but yeah, there's not that there's not that much here. Um, the side content I do like that there's the optional Hawkeye. I like that you can do some stuff with the bomb arrow, so you can collect the uh, optional, like, bomber bug bombs, and you get, like, the water bombs and stuff. But other than that, like, there's not really too much to strive for in this game. I'm, I'm just dumping it at a 2 out of 5. Well, that's fair. Um, let's move on to our last category in uh, our ranking of Twilight Princess. This is definitely, definitely the most subjective category. So let's uh, let's see where we all weigh on it, and let's talk about the music of Twilight Princess. Um, I gave it a two. Oof. I don't, I don't wow. think that Twilight Princess to me has uh, like a, a ton of great memorable tracks. Midna's Lament is like it's okay, um, not my favorite. I don't like the the Hyrule Field theme. I think that you hear it way too much, and it's... I don't know. It's just something about it is too... It just doesn't click with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some tracks in this game that I think are fantastic. The The final boss battle with Ganondorf, where you kind of have, like, the drums. That's really great. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think of some more, actually, off the top of my head. Um, I, actually, the, the remix of the Serenade of Water from Ocarina of Time in this game is really nice. Mm. the after boss battle calm that's nice i like i'm i'm 
scratching my head here trying to think of what else stands out to me Sharon in Woods, Twilight Princess. Ilya's theme. No. Uh, all of it. Like, it. I yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I'm not a fan of the of the soundtrack because none of them are like Hylia. Like you're you're saying some of these these themes and they just are eh, at best to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm a two. Wow. Okay. What about you, Kev? I mean, that's the reason I'm giving it a five here. The Farron Woods theme, Lake Hylia. Wow. wow. The men. I love this music. It has like a killer soundtrack. Um, every single dungeon has some great themes. If you just sit down and and listen to the to the soundtrack of this game, it is like incredible stuff. Really, really good music. Um, and I don't even want to mention like Midlands Lament. There is some really, really good music here. Um, there's a lot of little themes that just kind of sneak their way in that you don't quite think of. Um, and there's some like really, really good remixes of like Ocarina of Time music. So, like, if you pop into Zora's Domain, it's Zora's Domain, but it's, like, a way better theme of it. I don't know. I, I even like it more than the Ocarina of Time theme. Wow. There's your hot take. Al, what do you say? I gave it an even three. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind on the same boat where, like, not a lot of it is very memorable. Um, when I'm in the moment and I'm listening to the music, I, um, I have this really annoying habit of, pl- of humming along when I'm playing Zelda games. So I kind of, I kind of like it for that reason. Cause I feel the need to hum along to a lot of the music in it, but the only big two like portions of the game with the music that tie into my score are the beast Ganon fight music and the final fight with Ganondorf music. Those are so epic and so great that I feel like it kind of makes up for the rest of it. Um, and then just like a cool little shout out that I thought was interesting when yesterday when I was doing the climbing up to Snow Peak portion, I thought the music was really calming and nice and and relaxing. I I never really paid attention to it before, but I actually kind of liked it. Oh, well, there you go. Definitely, definitely subjective. Our scores are oh, all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know what? I I do like Sacred Grove. Actually, that's that's kind of a nice little tune. But I also don't like it because you hear it in the Lost Woods, and I hate that portion of the game. There's <laughs> there's one theme that I have to point out. Is it Hidden Village? It's a special shout out to Ashley here. It's the Hidden Village. It is a real heater. Um. Oh my goodness, this song is the best. I think it's overrated. It's like epic. It's You're running in like Clint Eastwood style, sniping out moblins. It's cool. Mm, you know what? The the beauty of music is that we're all right and none of us are wrong. Um, so yeah, there we go. That is every category ranked in the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. We want to know what you guys think if we uh, if we hit the the nail on the head and uh and got it all right or if you guys just absolutely 100 percent completely disagree with us i don't know how you could disagree with this game being ugly but i digress <laughs> uh we want to know what you think let us know in the uh, in the comments over on twitter um that's going to do it for us of course like i said earlier we are going to actually release the uh, hyrule compendium version of this uh, of the ranking that was done by moss and goo um that's about an hour long 
Uh, I'm going to release it in podcast form so that you don't have to um, watch it on YouTube if you if you'd rather listen to it driving. Uh, we're going to play it for you guys there so that you can hear their take versus our take. And uh, also a friendly time to remind you guys that the next game that we are ranking as part of this monthly definitive ranking series is The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Uh, one of my low-key favorite Zelda games, actually. So make sure that you head over to um, the site, zeldadungeon.net. Check that out. If you're in our Discord, there's a pinned message where you can go and vote on all of the categories that we just laid out. We want to know uh, what you think of Oracle of Seasons. So check that out. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the Champions Cast. We probably won't do every single game that... Uh, that we do in the definitive rankings, but we're, we're going to weigh in on some of them. So I think Twilight Princess was was a good one to do, and I'm happy that uh, that we did it. So thank you for a good show, guys. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, let's, uh, let's get on out of here. Um, again, check out the bonus episode that we're going to give you of Goo and Moss giving their thoughts about Twilight Princess. Uh, we want you to head over to iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Recommend us to a friend if you have a Zelda fanatic in your life. Tell them about the Champions cast. That would mean a lot. Uh, that's it. That's all. We're out of here. You can find us on Twitter at Spateri316 for myself. You can find Kevin at Shabazzle. You can find Allison at Allison Aletha. Until next week. See you later, guys. <laughs>